What's poppin'? Welcome back to the Fantasy Forum. Back with more wide receiver rankings. We're going to do 12 through, uh, I'm not sure yet, maybe 21, whatever. We'll get to it. Joined today only by Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I guess we'll jump right into it. Man, these rankings, I just I, like, I want to change them all the time. Yeah, it shifts from week to week, day to day sometimes. <laughs> well, if you listen to our 1 through 11, you already know who we had and some of our opinions on them. Um, I already talked about OBJ in that episode, and I have him at 12. I'll just reiterate kind of what I said about him earlier. Um, I don't think he's going to have a worse year than last year. I don't know if that's possible. Um, Brown's offensive line much improved. They got Conklin, Jedrick Wills in the draft. I think Baker will take a step up. I don't think he's going to be as bad as last year, certainly. Um I think with Jarvis coming off that hip surgery, that kind of worries me too. I think OBJ could be a main target for Baker, and I really hope he's going to try and get him the ball more. Um, and I said an interesting stat last podcast that OBJ had finished, I believe it was 64% of his career games, he's finished as a wide receiver 24 or better. And the only receivers with the higher career percentage than that are Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. So, um, yeah, that's why I have OBJ at 12. I think he could drastically improve from last year, but if he doesn't, then you're basically, if where you're drafting him, if you're reaching for him, that'd be a fat bust. Yeah, uh, I have OBJ coming at, at 15, so I'm not as high as him as you are, even though you're not that high. But uh, I still think he's – I definitely agree that I think last year was rock bottom as far as his season goes. I think that the Browns offense, even which maybe you've already been kind of a run first type of team, they didn't really – their play calling was very questionable. But I definitely think this year will go to run first. So Because of Stefanski? Yeah, because yeah. of Stefanski. So I think that – the passing attempts are maybe actually stay the same, but I think it's going to be dropping to around like lower, like 500. So there may not be as many opportunity, but we've seen in the past what OBJ can do with the opportunity he gets. I think that though there may not be as much opportunity, I think that the uh, the efficiency between Baker and OBJ and the whole uh, Browns offense as a whole improved. So I think we're going to see more touchdowns from OBJ, more catches and uh, Maybe not too many more yards just because I still feel like, I don't know. I, I I like him at my 15 slides right now, but he's also that guy that you can't rank him too low because he has that top 10 potential, top five potential. And he's a bona fide wide receiver one, which you made a good point, though, with his ADP where as of right now, his ADP, I actually kind of like him where he's at in like the late 30s, 40s, stuff like that. But I feel like a more likely scenario is that he'll be a top 30, definitely top 35 pick in redraft leagues. And for me, I feel like to get OBJ on my team, I'd have to take him at a price that I'd be taking him at best case scenario where I want to draft a player with value that can outperform where I got them. I mean, I'm just curious. Uh, you think Baker will play better this year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what do you think his ceiling for touchdowns is? I think his ceiling is literally like because even as as much we see how just because your team may be run first and dominated by the run that doesn't necessarily come into play for touchdowns. We've seen where the um 
the Seahawks run first, Rams are Rams, Ravens run first. They actually were top. I don't know exactly what, but in terms of uh, run, like running the ball, they were at the highest percentage of the league. And both teams had a quarterback that Lamar led the league in passing touchdowns. And Russell, though he didn't lead the league, he still had around 30 touchdowns, which is great. So I don't think that run first will definitely hamper his touchdowns. In fact, I definitely think, I mean, from what did he get, like 22, 20-something, early 20s last year? His touchdown uh, I can check for you real quick. I think he'll improve on that. And you could even see Baker getting like around maybe that 36 that Lamar got. I don't think that that's far-fetched. He got a lot in his rookie year. And he didn't even play the full season. The Browns, I think, are going to be a higher scoring offense than they were in the past. Baker will be more efficient, great receiving core. They're going to run the ball in, but I also think Baker's going to get a lot of passing touchdowns. So I could see his, his ceiling be as high as 40, but I would say a more likely ceiling would be like 36. So in 2019, Baker threw around 100 more yards in 2018, but he had a worse completion percentage five less touchdowns than 2018 and seven more interceptions than 2018. In 2019, he had 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. And that's what not a very good ratio at all. Um, 2018, he was way better. He had 27 and 14. So and he, almost went from, he almost went from one to one to two to one touchdown interceptions ratio. That's kind of – but like, dude had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Jesus, man. But it's still just a scary fact just because he was able to come in his rookie year – off the bench with the worst players with, with, uh, with worst, worst with, talent, with worst yeah. talent, yeah. worst talent, and then come in and do what he did, which caused everyone to get the Baker hype. And then second season, he comes in with coming into the season QB. They made the offense more centered around him. He's gotten more gelled with the players. You'd think they bring in OBJ, although OGJ, OBJ decided it was a good idea to sit out all of training camp and all that jazz, but comes in better team. Longer experience with the team and has a far worse season. So that's, I don't know. I think he'll come back this year, though. Okay. Um, who You said you had Mari Cooper. I had Mari Cooper at 12, but I believe we already touched up on him because uh, I believe you and Noah had him in your top 12, or top 10 rankings or top 11. Yeah, I had him at 11. It's pretty much just the fact that he is inconsistent. Like, dude is put up a stellar performance and just disappear kind of worries me so like i i like uh, we were talking about this earlier if i was to draft him i'd much prefer like if he's my wide receiver too i'd live with that every day nine out of ten or ten out of ten whatever but it just kind of worries me if he's my wide receiver one just because i know he can disappear especially in, if he's injured it can really screw you over he's got but, that plantar fasciitis that can act up whatever. yeah jeez man that's what I'm saying. I know we talked about this. Maybe his strategy is just wait on why draft Cooper that early when you can get Gallup later when they almost put up some of the same stat lines. They're I know it would be different with CD Lamb. And the, 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 the cool thing about – or the interesting thing, I guess, about the Gallup and uh, Mark Cooper uh, spread in their stat sheet where Michael Gallup was just behind him in every category where it was like, home. even if you just take it down to their targets – I think Michael Gallup on a per game basis out even outpaced uh, Amari Cooper for targets. So he had more opportunities per, on a per game basis than even Amari Cooper did. It was just that Amari Cooper's efficiency was uh, a lot better than uh, Michael Gallup was in terms of catch. I think Michael Gallup's catch percentage was like like lower sixties. I think it was probably like around like 
60% actually like somewhere around like lower whereas uh Amari's was a higher 60 percentage thing so yeah Amari uh, Cooper had a 66.4 um catch percentage Michael Gallup had a 58.4 catch yeah. percentage but Michael Gallup played this is still played good but yeah Michael Gallup played two less games than Amari Cooper and yeah. only had six less targets that's what I'm saying so and, and Amari's getting paid basis. Amari's getting paid millions like that contract you just signed is crazy and you got six less targets than wide receiver too um, he and he had seven more catches. Mark Cooper at seventy nine. Michael Gap at sixty six. Um, Amari only had a hundred fifty more yards. And and, and played two more games, yeah. obviously. So he should. And Michael Gallup only started twelve games. I was really upset with this NFL draft for. A big reason just because I was very excited about Michael Gallup going into this fantasy year and football year. And I had like had him as a wide receiver that I really thought was going to blow up top 24 for sure. You're going to be able to get him at a good price, I thought. And I was really excited for his fantasy value and what he was going to bring. But now with the addition of CeeDee Lamb, I still think he could have that season, I thought, because he had that season last year and Randall Cobb still got a fair amount of uh, targets and had a fair amount of production. So if CD lamb just slipped in and they lost Witten, So there's, there is work to go around. CD lamb could just go in and Michael Gallup could see himself getting the same amount of work, but I just don't like that. They, they get like CD lamb was seen as a top, maybe potentially the top receiver in the draft, throw that in there with Cooper too. And Gallup. I, I don't know. I still like Gallup, but I'm definitely not as excited about him as I was before the draft. Uh, I think what's like interesting about the Cowboys receiving core, I mean, we know Dak throws the heck out of the ball. I mean, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten each had 83 targets. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's your, that's your wide receiver three with 83 targets. That's, and that, that's the thing where you can see a rookie, uh, a rookie wide receiver stepping in and only getting that much. So if if they kept their uh, – Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup just held on to the same exact target share that they had the year before – C.D. Lamb could come in and just take all of Cobb's and then some of Witten's, and he'd have a better year than even Cobb did last year. Yeah, I'm, some of Witten's targets are going to Blake Jarwin, but yeah, well, yeah, of, of course. But they, like, like you like it it's, at that point, it doesn't matter. Randall Cobb's are going there, to yeah. C.D. Lamb potentially. Um, so I think at this point, I would. Like if C.D. Lamb wasn't on the team, I would 100 percent just wait for Gallup because oh, like it would be no brainer. It, it would be foolish to take Amari Cooper in the 20s when yeah. you could get Gallup in the, the 70s. late 50s, 60s, or 70s. I think you get him in the 70s. I know. I, I'm just saying before the yeah. draft, I had seen him in some really early rankings where he was in like the 50s, just because the people are obviously hype on him. Yeah. So like obviously, the addition to C.D. Lamb, we don't really know what's gonna happen, but Cooper. Like I said, that's his our spiel on him is just his disappearing act sometimes, but that's the only reason I'm not ranking. Um, but we'll go on to thirteen. This is where I had uh, your guy Jacob. I had Ridley at thirteen. You had him at eleven. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um. I mean, just some stats for you about Ridley. Um. Before he got injured, on pace for a thousand sixty-six yards, eight touchdowns. Which would have made a wide receiver fourteen. Um, How many touchdowns did you say? Eight, because he had seven. Yeah, he had seven before. Um, and I mean, the Falcons didn't add any receivers. They got rid of Hooper. The the targets are there. 
to give more to Ridley for sure. Um, right yeah. now, I have him around 115 targets, which for your wide receiver too, getting 115 targets is pretty pretty good for Ridley. He had 93 last year, so and I could see him honestly getting 120 or 125, depending if Matt Ryan starts picking on him. Um, and the only real argument you could have against Ridley is just that last year he was decently inconsistent with four games under 10 points in his first nine games. But I think what I mean you have to notice is when they traded Muhammad Sanu, like that's when Ridley like popped off. Like, exactly. I mean, it opens more targets from the middle. Um, and that's when Ridley really like if you give Ridley his targets, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. And I think he's going to get him. So. If he gets more than my projections, which I mean he very well could, like he could easily crack the top ten. I with exactly what you said, the loss of Hooper, but then also which is almost more important to me is that they didn't have Mohamed Sanu for even half the season, but they had him for at least a third of the season, and him and he and uh, Ridley operated as like both the wide receiver two of the offense, like it was just on a game to game thing of shift. But now with the gone, Ridley is the clear number two wide receiver and without Hooper. And to just have a I, – I brought up the fact of the, the, the stats of every game that uh, Calvin Ridley's had with eight or more targets. He's had over 20 points per game on average, and it would bring him just in between, uh, behind uh, Michael Thomas. From the calculations that I did, to bring him in an upstick of just – even a increase of four percent target share around three would put him just around the twenty to twenty-one percent target share. And in the Falcons offense, which I think will once again be top three in passing attempts because they're one of the highest passing attempts leagues uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you uh, bring all those out, give them around the same, maybe even less passing attempts than Matt Ryan had last year, around six twenty-six, six twenty-four, around where the, like the other league leaders were. And give him a twenty to twenty-one percent target share of that, he would come in averaging just around, if not exactly, one hundred and twenty-eight targets, which on a sixteen-game basis, that is eight targets per game. If he got eight targets per game, and taken with the history of his past, I think that's a sure. Like I think he's going to be a guy that. I mean, that's, I, that's, I, I would. I would. That's not, Julio level. This, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Statistic-wise, that, that's a top that's ten guy. Julio level. Um, and I mean, and we're we're all saying this like Matt Ryan did not have a great year last year, and even then, it I mean, the whole Falcons team didn't have a great, year, or at least record wise, like they didn't have a good yeah. year. Um, so I I have Matt Ryan doing much better than last year. My projections. It, it, I read this kind of funny stat. Um, it was like Matt Ryan in odd years, which this is very like who knows, it's a pattern, but like it has no real yeah foundation that like grounded upon but in odd years he finished like wide receiver or quarterback excuse me like 10 or worse but in even years he's never like finished below like quarterback seven like he that's the years he finished like three five mm-hmm. and like i mean that's just kind of weird and because he's been in the league for a minute like when did when, when he come in late uh late early like late 2000 like early t- like 2000s like 2008 or some shit like that. I'm going to look it up just to be exact because I'm, I'm curious. I think it's wrong then. Like, Jeez, 2008. Like, that's, what oh, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Like, So that's a pretty decent sample size. Um, 
like Falcons, they seem to be good one year, bad the next year, good one. Like in 2018, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's 108.1 quarterback rating. Like that's great. That's great. If you if you give Ridley what he's at now with those statistics and a great Matt Ryan, like and Matt uh, Calvin Ridley's connection with Matt Ryan was already there in the two years that uh, Calvin Ridley has played, his catch percentage is I don't know the exact stat, but it's ab- above sixty seven percent catch percentage, which for a wide receiver in this league, sixty seven like higher than that, that's great. Okay, listen to this. I I just said my even odd thing. I'm gonna read you stats. Twenty nineteen, twenty six touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. That's not bad, but like. We've seen him do way better. Yeah. 2018, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Beautiful. Way better. 2017, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Bad, bad no. year. Then you go to 2016, the Super Bowl year. 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 117.1 quarterback rating. Incredible. Then 2015, 21 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Hmm. Like, it's kind of weird. That is interesting. It's kind of weird. Um, it, it really caught my eye, and that's why I'm like, okay, 2020, maybe. It's almost as if like every time he has a down year, he comes. He, yeah, that's what, that's what he comes motivated. That's what that's what, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, the logic might be behind it. Um, so like who? The, I'm yeah, I'm. A, I always I'm like to a player with a chip on their shoulder. I think Ridley is like I could see him finishing higher than what I have him right now. I think he's going to be a huge steal in a lot of drafts. But yeah, I think for his ADP, he's yeah, already one of the bigger man. steals unless that changes. But like, definitely Ridley is some of the target on draft day, especially if you could like even if you get him like if you can get him in the forties, that's beautiful. Which is where he's going around. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, like that could be one of the biggest steals of the draft. Uh, okay, um, who do you, who do you have third at thirteen? At thirteen, I have Mister Juju Smith Schuster, and. Honestly, I it's way too far away, obviously, to even analyze a lot of these players, even though we are. But Juju's a guy that I – it's way too early in this offseason. I don't know what to make of him. I Going into last year, I had him as a guy that I was saw as a path to wide receiver one with the absence of Antonio. And who knows, potentially he might have uh, amounted to that if ben, Big Ben stayed in. But we all know Big Ben left the field, and Juju wasn't even startable, really. He was like a guy that you probably kept on your roster, but you could have just dropped. Deontay Johnson had a better output than he did, though Juju did miss time. And I know Juju played 12 games. Yeah. I know most guys like wide receiver one with their quarterback being out, they're going to drop in production a lot. But Juju's drop in production with the new quarterback was literally like disgusting. You had to like drop him. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Miserable. Like if, Look at what A-Rob was able to do with all the shit quarterbacks. He put up nut play, but even then he was playing better at Juju's level, so that is alarming. But Big Ben's going to throw the ball a whole lot, and Juju is, is his guy. They have a good connection. I like. I still think the Steelers' offense, so Matt, like we saw with what seemed like a dismantled roster last year, they still able, were able to put up good games. And so finished eight and eight, like with that roster. Yeah, like, yeah no. you, you can't. And the, their second half uh, streak was what was really impressive. I don't know how I feel about Juju. He, you're gonna see him fluctuate on my rankings. He's could be top ten because he's top ten passing offense, probably great quarterback if he's healthy. I still think Big Ben still got it, even in this old. You know, he's not mobile, but he can still throw that ball. Juju's his top guy, but I don't know. I like him where I'm at at thirteen right now, but. I could see him going either up or down. I, I'm indecisive as of right now. 
I have Juju at 15. And my ranking would be a lot more clear if obviously I could tell how the Pittsburgh offense is going to be. Like Juju for me is just the risk behind him. Like, like fantasy wise, like if he's my wide receiver two, great, I'll take it. But my wide receiver one, it's just, it's so risky. Like, I mean, he had miserable quarterback play, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Like, that's just a terrible situation. Um, but the, you're bringing Big Ben back. I mean, you look at 2018, Big Ben led the league in uh, passing yards. Like, Juju had a monster season. And that's with Antonio Brown. I get that. But what I'm looking forward to this year and why I have him at 15 is because um, you have Deontay Johnson, right? And this is all assuming Big Ben is back and he's healthy and he's still at least 90% of what he is. You have Deontay Johnson. You put him on the outside. Dude is a great route runner. Um, I, I don't I don't think I mentioned this in the last episode, but uh, I'm also high on Deontay Johnson. He had he led the league in uh, separation yards for all receivers, which is very impressive. So he's, he's a phenomenal route runner. You put him on the outside where AB played. You get, you're able to now put Juju back in the slot where he thrived. With Big Ben throwing him the ball, like we could, I don't think he's gonna mimic his 2018 season. But if the Steelers' offense gets back to that passing, um, pass heavy, like yeah, I guess I'll call it pass heavy offense with Juju. Like I could really see him take off. That's why I'm, I'm like I'm a higher on Deontay Johnson just because of his ADP. I agree. But it, like if Big Ben's healthier and back, then I have no reason why Juju won't be higher and could finish even top ten. Just because of the targets he'll get. Like, um, Deontay, like, Juju only had 70 targets last year, but he only played 12 games. Deontay Johnson had 92. 50 led the, led the um, team in nine, with 92 targets and 59 receptions as a rookie. So that's why, like I said, I'm higher on Deontay Johnson. But Juju's just position for me is so eerie just because I know he could easily finish top 10 and he could also easily – finish out of the top 25 he for me. A polar. he's like kind of an obj guy for me right now or it's like he could be yeah, that guy but at the same time a flop is right around the corner yeah i think he's one of the biggest wide receiver risks that's why i'm at 15 kind of a median spot just because i i don't know i agree with that yeah. assessment um okay uh 14 at 14 i have a rob mr Allen robinson and I think he's been a guy that's been shafted with quarterback play. and Oh, horrible. Do you need me to read the list again of his quarterbacks? <laughs> if you didn't hear that, worst quarterbacks of yeah, ever. No, that's, and the fact that he was able to even have – like he had – in those years, it was always a thing of Allen Robinson's underplaying, but it's kind of under the quarterback play that was holding him back. We saw him last year ascend back to closer to what he, we thought he was in the past, and that was with Mitchell Trubisky maybe now with uh, – is it? Do you think like? Do we think uh, Nick Foles? Is I think get- Nick Foles will have the job week one. I, at least I hope. Which could it only be great for his value, seeing as Mitchell Trubisky was bottom chin for Chicago. But which maybe that will provide more efficient play. I'm just worried about the target share of Allen Robinson because he really relied on his target share last year. With I don't know the exact show that he had, but. They don't pass the ball as much as – He like, had 154 targets. He had 154 targets. That's a lot. I was going to say, was that not top five? Um, it had to be. I mean, Michael Thomas had more. Julio. I'll look it up as I'm speaking right now, but 
I believe he was top five in targets, which on a team that is not top five, I don't even are they even top ten in pass attempts? Um, I'm not positive. He he dominated the, their next receiver. Uh, they got the next tar- amount, a highest amount of targets was Tariq Cohen. Yeah. I just feel like we people talk about Anthony Miller now stepping up. I think Allen Robinson is still going to command a, a large target share. I think the offense will be better and more efficient, so that's why I do have him at 14. But I don't know. I just feel like every year that we think Allen Robinson, no, this is going to be like his year where this is whatever, then he flops and people that drafted him are all pissed, whereas last year everyone that drafted him was thrilled. Yeah, uh, I mean, I had him ranked at 10. I'm a little higher on him. I mean, he like dude's a great receiver. I mentioned earlier, like, he was top five for contested catch rate in 18 and 19. So if you get him the ball, if you just put it near him, he's going to catch it. Um, I really just boil it down to his quarterback play. I'm basing my rankings on Nick Foles having the starting job. I think that's a at least a decent-sized leap from Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I, just, I think he's still definitely going to lead the um, Bears in targets. Um, I could see him getting more touchdowns. So that would offset maybe him losing some targets, but I, I believe in his ability. I, and I, it really just comes down to Nick Foles playing, and their offense can't possibly be worse than last year. Touchdowns are such a fickle thing that I like him where he's at. He had seven touchdowns last year, and that's about where I like Especially it's just – I was going to say that's decent, and for wide receivers, that's kind of where you have to project around. He's His yards per catch last year was only 11.7, so there's a lot of room for him to improve on that with more efficient play. But uh, I just looked it up. I was even shocked to find out he was third in the league in targets. Was Co- Who was above him? Michael Thomas and Julio? Yep. Yeah. The okay. only dudes that uh, had of him in targets were Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Yeah. He had 100, you were correct, 154 receptions or 154 targets. But I, I just see there's no way that he finishes third in the league in targets again. So yeah. they're going to drop. Efficiency might improve. I think. At best, he has the year that he had last year. I think that that's the. I think that that's. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but he finished wide receiver eight. So, like, if, if I can get him, like, a little bit later, and he's finishes wide receiver eight or even wide receiver ten, which I am, like, I'll I will take that. Like, I and I, I like I couldn't imagine him with a great quarterback. Like, I would really hope I'm going to see it one day, because dude is. He's got skills. I underrated. I mean, I think for sure. Like, I really like his ability. Um. I just really hope Nick Foles is going to come in and provide him at least better quarterback play. Hell, even even the year that it, like the hype train started, I, was it even his rookie year or was it his second year? I remember his second I, year he had a like, crazy amount of he yards. Let, he tied the league with the lead league in touchdowns like at 14 or 15. He had 1,400 uh, – over 1,400 receiving yards. He had and, exactly 1,400. Okay, yeah. but And that's the thing. In, in, in 2019 – he had 98 receptions, 1,147 yards. In 2015 with the Jaguars, he had 18 less receptions at, with 80, but had 1,400 yards. Yeah, he was a beast. That's very, very with efficient. Blake with Bortles. Blake Bortles, that's but what you're saying. A part of that was, too, just because because Blake Bortles. 14 touchdowns. Wow. I know. I remember I had uh, Brandon Marshall that year, and I was like so thrilled to have Brandon Marshall, but – then I was even shocked to see that Allen Robinson was keeping up with his touchdown total. Get him a quarterback. Man. All right, anyway, um, we're going to move on. The f- um, oh, 14, sorry. Yeah, I had Adam Thielen. I'm curious, before I go, where do you have Thielen? 
I have Thielen on my 18 slot, and I'm not even too like. Yeah, no, I have him in my 18 slot. Okay. Um, I I like Thielen a lot. Um, before 2019, obviously had injuries, and people are, I guess, maybe concerned about an injury, but like since from 2014 to 2018, he played 16 games in every season. So I, I don't really don't see injury as a concern. Like I have no reason to believe that he's, that's going to cause him to get injured or he's not injury prone. That's for sure. But like before 2019, he had back to back 1200 plus yard seasons. Um, I mean, this is with Stefan Diggs there. Maybe you can say Stefan Diggs takes some pressure off him, but um, like in, in 2018 with Stefan Diggs there, he had 113 receptions, 153 targets. And so like that, I mean, that's a lot of targets. That is a lot. But like with Stefan Diggs, I expect him to run obviously, but with Stefan Diggs gone, I think Adam Thielen is going to be a target monster. And I think he's a great skill set, great receiver. You put the ball there, he's going to catch it. Um, I, his volume to me is what makes him – is why I have him so high. Um, yeah, I, I just I, – I think Justin Jefferson is going to be the receiver too. Like I think – like he's a bona fide wide receiver one. And there's – a lot of people with their rankings that have like wide receiver twos going before him, like Ridley's one, which I understand, but I could very well see Thielen finishing ahead of him just because of the volume he's going to get. Like Ridley, don't get me wrong, can win you a week maybe more than Thielen because there would be a week where Ridley's going to catch, like we've seen it before, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to boom some games. But I think Thielen has a very safe floor. I uh... – I agree with a lot of what you said about Adam Thielen, but just the comparison of him and Calvin Ridley, I know I'm a lot higher on Calvin Ridley and I'm definitely higher on Calvin Ridley than Adam Thielen. But I think to say that Adam Thielen has on a week to week basis, a higher four than Calvin Ridley would be wrong. But aside from that, I agree. But like, like I said before, I have Adam Thielen at 18 and it is solely literally just because of opportunity and the fact that, I maybe with Stefanski gone, they're going to pass the ball a little bit more. But last year, Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball. Like his average was around like just thirty throws per game, even less than that. He had I I don't know the exact like statistic, but the Vikings were one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of pass attempts. So I just don't like a guy like he's definitely going to be the undisputed number one. He's going to get a great target share, but even a great target share in that offense is going to be lesser. So. I don't know. We saw Diggs at the when Thielen was out last year. Although Thielen's more of a possession guy, so he'll probably get more targets than a guy like Diggs would ever. But when Adam Thielen was hurt and it was just Diggs out there, Diggs he had some good games out there and he put up some good stats. But I, from what I saw in his target share, Diggs when Thielen was gone, I I don't know. I I would not want Thielen as of right now at his ADP. Perhaps I need to look into him more and maybe his ADP will shift, but I don't know. I'm kind of worried on Adam Thielen just because of the offense. Um, yeah, I mean, if they don't throw the ball, obviously it's going to hurt him. Um, I think – I mean, it's hard to say they're going to throw the ball less. Um, I think it's probably going to be more than last year. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing Gary Kubiak in. I mean, I like, I, I can't say for sure. Honestly, um, I, I like Adam Thielen as a pick. I just – yeah, I mean, I like I'm at 14. I think he's safe. Um, it's it is really just comes down to 
I'm really just their scheme. I, like, I was, it's just it, there's just too much risk of it with uh, the the targets and how they're gonna. Unfold. I just like knowing like if Kirk's gonna throw the ball like it's. Like yeah, it's, it's so go often it's yeah. going to it's going to feeling yeah. without a doubt. Um, but all right, we'll move on to fifteen. 15. So I mean, that's where I had Juju. I already gave my case, and I already talked about Odell, which is who I have at fifteen. So what we can pretty much yeah, it's like that. yeah. All right, we'll just go to sixteen. Um, that's where I had Robert Woods. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of reiterate. Wait, you already said you're higher on him. What did you have, Matt? I had him at my wide receiver eight, but I'm thinking about moving him up to my wide wow. receiver seven. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, dude um, is just – like, obviously he's underrated. I had him on my fantasy team last year. And, like, he, his back half of the season, he played phenomenal. It, like, it was just a matter of fact of him catching touchdowns. Like, if he had touchdowns, he had two receiving touchdowns. Like – that number like could easily like go up to like quadruple to eight. And, like if we see like touchdown positive regression going up to like eight, like and he keeps up the same stats, which I think is very possible. With Cook's gone, Goff's a monster throwing the ball, like he's throwing it thirty five times a game. No, even more so. He, yeah. him, and Jameis led the league with uh, six twenty six, which is an average of more than thirty nine times. Yeah, per game. like. And between, I mean, we're, I don't know who is going to be the wide receiver one between Cup and Woods. It's, I mean, I have him so close in my rankings, but, like, I have no reason to believe Woods isn't going to get peppered just as equally, if not more, than Cup. So, and, and the touchdown, they're going to go up. Like, they're going to. So, he's going to be, uh, um, he could just be an absolute monster. Um. Yeah, obviously, I'm high, a lot higher on Woods, and I've said so much about him that I won't even bother for now. Um, for my next, my next like group of wide receivers, I initially, I threw in another guy here because some time has passed and I initially had this guy lower, but for these next group of guys, they're all kind of interchangeable for me. So I will, I'll give the ranking, but I'll really just more just talk about them in the offense because the rankings to me, they're all interchangeable. Like I, I could make the argument about one, all of them over the other, but at my next spot, I have uh, A.J. Brown, who I was initially a lot lower on just because I thought he had great production last year and it was a rookie and he had over a thousand yards on uh, through the air. He had some uh, rushing work in there and he had nine total touchdowns on just 50 receptions, which was impressive because his uh, yards per catch was tw- like 20, which is absolutely it's going to be unsustainable. So that's going to drop. I don't like the offense that he's in necessarily because they're obviously Derrick Henry is their focal point. They're going to run it like probably they're, I don't know. They're going to be top three in the league in rushing. Derrick Henry's going to lead the way. You're not going to see as many balls thrown, but when the ball is thrown, I am coming around the fact that it will be to AJ Brown for the most part. And because of that Derrick Henry, he will actually be benefited a lot in the receiving game because they're allowed to do a lot of RPOs with uh, Derrick Henry and due to people stacking the box and going after Henry, it opened up a lot of things for AJ Brown. So it's not even crazy to think that he can keep having big plays. I maybe not the same rate as before, but I can definitely see him topping eight uh, receiving touchdowns again. I think he can get around 10 and any week where he gives you a touchdown, you can guarantee that he's going to have a decent output around that. He can 
He's going to get over 60 receptions, maybe close to 70. He's going to have over 1,000 receiving yards. Like I said, maybe close to 10 receiving touchdowns. I don't know. I like him. I just don't like how little I think that the, tex- uh, the Texans, the Titans are going to fill the football. Yeah, this is another situation where A.J. Brown is the clear-cut wide receiver one. It, it's just, for me, a big concern. Like, they ranked 31st in total pass attempts last year. Um, they ranked third in rushing. Um, and, like, we know Derrick Henry is, like you said, the focal point. He's going to run, gosh, I don't know, 30 times a game. Like, that's obviously a lot, but that's an exaggeration. But 25, like, in a, for me, it's just he was very dependent on the big plays. It is unsustainable, but um, I have him at 21. So, that, I mean, and that's exactly where he finished last year. I just, I mean, in eight touchdowns, that's, that's like, that's good. I mean, that's kind of a lot to ask. He had eight receiving and one rushing, just to be exact. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Just, I mean, and like, I don't, I like, I can't tell you he's gonna replicate that. I mean, I know he's like, I just can tell you he's not gonna replicate the big plays. Like that's like, unless, if he does, wow. But I put a lot of money that he doesn't, and maybe he scores eight touchdowns. Maybe, maybe he does score ten. Like, if he does score ten, then he's obviously gonna go up. But I, I just think he's too big play dependent. He's just not like they just. It's just clear they don't throw the ball enough for me. If we're setting a mark at what would you set his mark at like for like for to make the over under for his touchdown like would you say seven touchdowns yeah. I would like just it's just because like if they're throwing the ball for a touchdown I just feel like it's gonna be AJ Brown so it could be eight I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there's no way he gets more than I'm gonna say there's no way he gets more than nine I'm gonna say his floor is five. Because I was just going to say, if if eight is his prop, I'm taking the over on that all day long. You think so? I I don't know. Like you said, if they're throwing the ball for a touchdown, I feel like he's going to – He's obviously it's not going to be every single time because there's other guys there still that are going to catch or whatever. But I think he's going to be getting a majority of those things. And I think he is – the reason – those big plays, obviously, while they might regress, they happen for a reason. He's a talented guy. He's an extremely talented guy on an offense where defenses are going to be looking at the run which will leave things open for him in the passing game, which is tough for the defenses because this is a guy that's a home run threat every time he has the ball in his hands. And very fair argument. Um, I, like we said, the main concern is just how much yeah. he can pass the ball. Can't say much more than that, really. Um, so I guess we'll move on. That was that was your wide receiver. You had him at what, Jacob? I had him at 16, but like I said, all these, all the, these 16 through 20 now, guys – all of them could be spread around. So he's at 16, but the guy at 20 could be ahead of him in my rankings. All right. Wide receiver 17 um, for me is T.Y. Hilton. Um, I originally had Cooper Cup right after Woods for me, 16-17. But I, I gave T.Y. the notch, and my case for him is a very simple one, I'll say. Um I mean, we've seen T.Y. be great last year with Brissett, obviously, and the injuries, not so much. I think Phillip is definitely a step up. Um, and this is another case where T.Y. is the bona fide number one receiver on that team. 
like I, the Colts are high on Pittman, but like it's just T.Y. is going to get the ball. And like we've seen Phillip Rivers hyper target receivers. Like he elevated Keenan Allen's fantasy value. Just to insert, Keenan Allen last year and recent years were similar to the same case. Last year, uh, Keenan Allen dominated a 25.5 like, target share. Like, we, yeah, we've seen Phillip um, get attached to the receiver and just absolutely target him. And I think Phillip's a great quarterback because he's going to give T.Y. shots downfield. Like, Phillip Rivers is probably the least scared quarterback to throw downfield. Like, he, he does not care if he throws James Winston will tell you otherwise. Oh, he, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he will. But but, but Philip Rivers is not scared to throw interceptions in the slightest. Like he's going to do it. Like yeah, and he like he's gonna t- target T.Y. Hilton downfield. I like that. Philip, in fact, had the second highest uh, interception rate too. Yeah, and, like and, and it, it just goes along with like Rivers downfield completion is much higher than Jacoby Brissett's was. I think it was somewhere like at least six percent, and. I like I can just tell you it's one of those cases where T.Y. is the bona fide number one. He's going to get targeted. If it's another scenario where it's anything like Keenan Allen, he's going to target the hell out of him. Um, I think his volume is going to be very solid. Quarterback plays much better, and we, we've seen T.Y. be great. And for, like, his ADP going, like, is wide receiver, like, 23? Like, you're putting people ahead of him, or, like, the consensus is, that it, it really just doesn't make sense to me. Like you're, maybe you're basing it off of last year. I get it, but I like unless he gets injured, which you can say about anybody. Like he's in a he's in a great position, like one of the best positions for wide receivers. Like Philip Rivers is just elevating his his fantasy value for me. And and I'll mention another like strategy to go along with this. Like I I don't see see anybody even really taking. Talk, like receptions away majorly from T.Y. Hilton. And another sh- like the strategy I'm talking about is like buddying up late in the draft, getting Michael Pittman, like if even cause they're high on him. And if Michael Pittman even pans out, like you, you good, you got your backup. Like if he takes a There's start, there's going to be somehow, a wide receiver on this team with great value. Yeah. Like if he somehow takes a stardom on that Colts team, you have him. And if not, like even if he just becomes someone like who's averaging, I don't know, 10 fantasy points a game, like, He's someone decent to have on your bench or to trade for someone desperate for wide receiver. Like, I think the two, for me, like, really high buddy-buddy receivers to draft would be T.Y. Hill and then Michael Pittman and, and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then coming in third, I would agree 100% on both of those. Oh, yeah, I know. And then I would agree with those. Coming in at, uh, like, I guess my third slot of what I would want to do that with, I guess you need to figure out which two pass catchers are going to be the lead. But as of right now, I would like to pair up Sterling Shepard with Golden Tate and have those two together because Sterling Shepard was deceived. Well, I guess we maybe touch on him later, so I'm just gonna say, but I, just for that, Sterling Shepard was deceiving with how much, like how not like not even his skill, but how much opportunity he had when he was the guy, and as well as Golden Tate when Sterling Shepard was absent. But yeah, no, back to what you were saying with Pittman and uh. And uh, T.Y., I like the... Yeah, yeah, I just think, like, the, the people that the consensus has about T.Y., like, I just think T.Y.'s situation is way too good. And, like, I get it last year. Like, he had a good, like, a big injury. Like, you can't predict that again. I I think Phil Rivers is the perfect quarterback to step in in the for T.Y. Holmes' fantasy value. I agree. He was... 
I have uh, held at my 19 or at my 20, I think. But as I said, with when I was talking about uh, AJ Brown, all these guys are interchangeable. Uh, I like Ty. I agree. Like with when he was with Luck, he was phenomenal. And then Brissett, not so much. He still he had more touchdown output than he normally does in terms of on a per game basis. But his yards per catch was significantly lower, which is the big thing about Ty. Uh, I think that Philip Rivers is coming in, like you said, is the biggest. Like it's, I get it. It's obviously Philip Rivers is no Andrew Luck in his prime, but as far as what they the Colts could have got, that was the closest thing to it. Um, in the off season, uh, the big thing for me is that though last year he had it wasn't a big big injury, and there's not a history of him with big big injuries. Ty is a guy that in a lot of years has I don't know the exact like I don't know his exact thing, but from what I've seen in my own uh, history, I feel like the last three seasons, last four seasons, T.Y. Hilton like, has maybe finished one season all the way out through. I feel like I've seen a lot of hamstring injuries, little stuff that he just misses a game here or there. But even then, I think that if I know for a fact T.Y. Hilton is playing a full season of football, I would say he's a top 15 receiver for sure. The only reason that I don't have him lower, uh, that I do have him lower, is due to the fact that uh, he might miss a couple games here or there, which isn't that big of a deal, but it's enough that I don't have him as a top 15 because of it. Um, okay, who do you have at 17? 17, uh, 17, I have Cooper Cup. Yeah, okay, I have him at 18, so pretty similar. If you just want to give your case. Um, Obviously, if we're just basing it off last year, Cooper Cup would be a lot higher. But because of the way that the tail end of that season finished with, uh, you saw Robert Woods get a, 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 like I said, over the last seven stretch of games that Robert Woods played, his target share added up to over 27% target share, which obviously that's going to drop. But the second half of the season, we really saw Tyler Higby's role emerge and now even they want Garrett Gerald Everett in so it's going to be the same type of thing where the tight end is going to be favored a lot in the Rams offense uh, I think Woods is definitely going to be their wide receiver one moving forward and while Cooper Cup's target share will probably bump up maybe a little bit from what it was at the back end of the season it was kind of depressing to see uh, Cooper Cup's targets go from nine or eight to eleven range to then four to six range and if it weren't for the touchdowns that he got basically every single game to end the season, he would have made his fantasy owners very depressed at the end of the season. And I feel like he's not, uh, although Cooper cup has kept his touchdown total up throughout his short career now, but I don't know. I like Cooper cup in this range. He's probably going to be a guy that's going to be overdrafted because of what he did last year. So I feel like don't go for Cooper cup just because he's going to be overdrafted. But if you got him at the price that I think he's affordable, that he should be affordable at, then I would like Cooper cup. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those things where he's going to get targeted a lot just because the, you know, the um, Jared Goff's going to throw the ball a lot every game and cook's gone. Obviously that adds more, but um, you did mention Tyler Higby had a coming out party in the um, latter half of the season or even less than that. But um and, I mean, like we already touched on this earlier, Cooper Cup's not going to score 10 touchdowns again. And Robert Woodson is not going to score two touchdowns again. Um, so there's so be yeah. middle ground there. That's what I'm saying. I, there will be more middle ground. And, like, who knows? I can't tell you who's going to score more touchdowns. Yeah. I can tell you that it's going to be a closer margin. I can't tell you what, but I would give the notch to Woods. 
um, just based on me on the latter half of the season anyway. Um, so that's why, I mean, they're, they're close for me, not as close as you, obviously. Um, I just think Cooper Cup is going to regress negatively, and then Robert Woods is going to trend up. Um, but both very viable fantasy options. I think most people would take Cup above Woods, which makes Woods more valuable. Which is um, yeah. But yeah, I, you, I really can't go wrong either. I'd be happy to have either one on my team just because of their positions in that offense. So I guess you can make an argument for both. But yeah, I, I would agree with you with putting Woods over Cup. Um, okay, on to wide receiver 18. That was mine. Cup, like I said. My 18 is uh, Cortland Sutton, although... I have him at 19, so again... Yeah, close. this is due to change, so I'm just going to... As of right now, uh, when you look at Cort- Cortland Sutton's uh, target share on a per-game basis, whether like it was high, like it was obviously higher than it was on other weeks, but he was a guy that his targets themselves, like around seven or eight or whatever, he had every single game was this... Like, he didn't have a... Like, it, he wasn't that type of guy where some games he'd have 13 targets and another game he had four or like 12 and then six, like stuff like that. He was a guy that kept his target, like every single game, his targets were like the standard deviation was like, it didn't, besides two games, his standard deviation was like within two. He either got like seven, eight or nine targets for like a whole like slew of games. And that's how it was like the whole season. So he has one of the steadiest floors of wide receivers that as out of the top, top 12, but Uh, I don't know. I I think that the Broncos' offense is going to be better than it was last year, definitely. I'm optimistic about Drew Locke, but he's obviously not uh, one of the top-tier guys in the league. Their run, their run game, which was already great, is going to be even better with Melvin Gordon. Perhaps that takes more attention away. And they got the highly talked about Jerry Judy in the draft. So while people may be worried about looks going away from Cortland Sutton, it may even help him more just to get someone opposite of him because – once Emmanuel Sanders left last year, Cortland Sutton kind of flaked out because he needs someone else on his opposite side. So if J- Jerry Judy does take some of his targets away, it'll only help his efficiency. So I think Cortland Sutton is going to like have around the same value as he had last year. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, the talent's not a question. I mean, you go look at Cortland Sutton's highlight reel. Dude makes some absurd, crazy catches. It, like it co- more comes down to the quarterback play. Um, and I agree. Like he averaged around seven, eight targets a game, which is good. Um, I mean, they just drafted Judy with Melvin Gordon. I'm not quite sure how that offense is going to play out. It, I think what, what some people fail to realize is, is that actually, which is kind of interesting is that Sutton was more efficient with Flacco than he was drew Locke. That is correct. And, um, Drew Locke is obviously their starting quarterback going forward. So it's, it's I guess it's kind of hard to predict how it's going to play out. And like I said, the talent's definitely there. I could see Sutton potentially breaking out. Like if, if, if him and Drew Locke get that, um, the, the rapport. rapport, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Like if they get that rapport, then I could see Sutton coming out. It's just a matter of, fa- it's just a matter of adding Melvin, Judy, I could see Noah Fant really making another step. About Noah Fant. Yeah, and um, I, I 
I just I don't know that offense, so it, it kind of worries me a little bit. Like, I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver one. But I could see him certainly putting up games where he's scoring multiple touchdowns. Like, he, he's going to have really great weeks, but it just worries me that some like he could let me down a decent amount of weeks. And that could hurt my team. Like, if, if I spend a decent draft capital on him or he's my wide receiver one. So that's my only real issue. Um, like if you put him on a standalone where he's the only real talent, because the Broncos, believe it or not, are a pretty talented team. Like they have yeah. talented weapons. It's, I, mean, I expect them to be better this year than they were last year for sure. Um, but that's really all it just comes down to is I just think he's going to like fluctuate for me as, as he did last year. So, um, that's the only reason I have him at 19. Otherwise I, I would put him higher because dude is mad talented. And I think everybody's like started to realize that last year. Um, okay, so at what are we on? We're on uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, yeah, that's right, Sutton. So you're, you're beating me by one. <laughs> uh, my nineteen was Thielen, which uh, we already talked about. Okay. Um, I guess we move on. Twenty. I had Devontae Parker. Twenty. I had Ty, which we already talked about. Okay, where'd you have Devontae before I go into it? Devontae slides in all the way at my 29th slot. Yeah, so here's the thing with Devontae. It's kind of an interesting thing. If you could tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play all 16 games, which it most likely is not going to happen. Dude, we know always gets replaced, and they just drafted Tua so high, so I expect him to come in at least towards the middle of the season. Um, like, we saw Devontae Parker have a great back half. Like, he was pretty phenomenal. He was top five in yards. Um, and we would see Fitzpatrick pepper him. It's just it, the quarterback situation concerns me. Like, if Tua comes in, I have no idea how it's going to play out. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, like, so that's why I don't have him higher, and that's why I won't put him higher. Because if Tua comes in, I could see him falling um, less in my rankings. But, like, I, I like him with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just like, we've been waiting for him to be great for a while now. Like, was he the first, he was drafted in the first round. Was, was he the first receiver in his class? Who? Devontae? I think Devontae might've been the first. Receiver yeah. Like we, we've been waiting a while and we saw kind of this first glimpse of greatness. He's been the guy every year. That's supposed to be. Yeah. He's going to be a big breakout. It might, he reminds me of, um, Corey Davis, that guy you've been waiting to break out. Not as much, just because I I see I see what you're going with it, but just because. Yeah. But I'll I'll leave it with to Devontae Parker though. But like we we finally saw a glimpse of greatness. Um, I think maybe not to that level, certainly. Like, but even if he was kind of like a portion of what he was with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the back half of the season, I don't think wide receiver twenty is crazy. Like, I think that's very easily can be done for him. It's just a matter of fact of Ryan Fitzpatrick not going to be in for that long, I don't think. So that's just my only concern. Like, he could finish way above that. Who knows? But for wide receiver 20, I think that's kind of perfect if, like, Fitzpatrick stays because of what we've seen happen. And, I mean, their offense got better from last year with the draft for sure. So that's kind of my spiel on Devontae. Um, It really just comes down, like, for a lot of receivers to the quarterback play. I'd agree with a lot of that, yeah. I like Devontae. I just – if he's seen the same targets that he got last year, all right, I'm all in. But I just – there's – who knows what – I don't know. Too too early for me. 
Who were you? At 20, you had T.Y. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I gave him. Um, your concern was just if he's going to play full 16. Really hope he does. Love to see it. Um, 21, I have A.J. Brown. I kind of already gave my thing. It's just I don't know how like he's going to regress with the big plays that kind of saved him. The Titans are so run heavy. I don't know how much Ryan Tannehill is going to throw the ball, but he, the thing is AJ Brown is the guy there. So um, his touchdowns are great. He could definitely keep that up just because he's that guy in the receiving game there. But it's just the likely like yards after catch regression for me. Uh, Yeah. So for 21 for me, I'm kind of cheating with this one. I'm going to say, AJ Green and Tyler Boyd, because as of this moment right now, I don't we don't know exactly how the wide receiver room is going to shake out there with who's actually the wide receiver one, who's the two. They're so interesting. Like that receiving core is so interesting. I, it really is because the reason I have them at twenty one together is that who's ever the wide receiver one on this on this team is guaranteed to be top twenty. Could potentially didn't even be top fifteen wide receiver. It's just a matter of determining. Who's going to be that guy? And then with AJ Green, will you play the full season? And then I think both guys are going to be top thirty players in the league, regardless. So I don't, I don't think that the second guy on this team is completely just going to be shafted with the targets. I think it's going to be split, but it's just a matter of determining who's going to be the one that's going to edge out the other one. Do you think it's a guarantee that wide receiver one is going to be AJ Green or Tyler Boyd? Like I would say that's guaranteed that wide receiver one is. That's the, that that's that's what's so crazy to me. Like. You have John Ross, like people forget, like dude. Remember in early fantasy last year, he was great. He was, he was terrific. Like he was awesome, and they drafted T. Higgins. Like they have so much. Like they have a lot of talent. They really do, and that, that's team. why that's why I'm so excited for Mixon too. There is, dude. That Bengals offense Burrow's is going to be a diamond in the rough. An underrated offense. Auden Tate was phenomenal for what he had to work with last year. I don't even know if they're bringing him back, but a guy like Alex Erickson who is Alex Erickson when no one even knows his name. He was even salvageable. So the Bengals wide receiver room has nothing to be ashamed about, I don't think. I am excited to see what Joe Burrow is going to do. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, I think he's going to do great things and really help Joe Mixon's value, which I really hope push him to his full potential. I'm excited to see what the Bengals offense does for sure. Um, but that's going to wrap up the show for us today. We went through our 12 through 21. Appreciate listening. We're going to talk more receivers eventually. We'll do um, our favorite steals, late round, um, flyers, guys we're super high on, guys we're not going to touch, stuff like that. Appreciate listening. Stay tuned. Tell a friend. We'll be back. Thank you.